You are Locked On Angels, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, your 2018 Angel. Welcome to Locked On Angels. Keep it locked. Locked on. We're locked on, sir. Locked On Angels. Why, hello there, everybody. How's it going? My name is Patrick Zajac, your host of Locked On Angels, minor league play-by-play broadcaster and first row rider of the emotional sports roller coaster. That is Angels Baseball. Welcome in to your daily Angels update, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, LockedOnAngels.com, LockedOnSports.com, your home for all of the daily podcasts across the Locked On Network. Yikes. Well... What is there to be left about this team as far as their prospects of making the playoffs this season? Right? I know Lucas tried to outline a possible path to the postseason, but losing two out of three to the Mariners certainly wasn't in the cards there. Team is 12 games back, back to 500 now overall. I, I said it earlier this week. I said it on the 4th of July, unfortunately, that this team, as far as making the play, making the playoffs, excuse me, is it's done. There is there's no shot, in my opinion. I don't see the Mariners completely collapsing. Sure. Possible? Yes. Probable? Highly not. So I want to make sure today's focus is the mailbag questions. Got a ton that I really like this week. This is, I think I'm looking forward to this mailbag more so than most. I got some awesome questions for you guys. And I think we're just getting, we're all getting more creative as Halo fans, right? I'm um, just trying to digest and, and enjoy what's left of this season and kind of what direction the Angels are going to take. Because I think this offseason's really interesting. The whole thing is really interesting in the sense that you know, the Angels have painted themselves into this corner where you have to contend. The only true path to rebuilding, and I ta- I think I've talked about this a little bit, you know, talking with the trade deadline coming up and whatnot, that the true path to rebuild, if you're serious about it, comes with trading Mike Trout. And I don't think that's going to happen, nor do I want it to happen. Two years left on Mike Trout's deal. I know there's a couple of you guys, I don't know, that have specifically mentioned Mike Trout, but that the Angels need to go full-scale rebuild. Let me tell you something. You're not going to re-sign Mike Trout if you go full-scale rebuild in two years. At least I don't think so. Maybe Mike Trout is just that much of a down-to-earth guy and loves the Angels organization so much he looks past all the moves that the team has made and their direction and just chooses to sign long-term. I don't know. No one knows. We're still two and a half years away from that moment, and hopefully he gets re-signed sooner than that. But, sorry, I was taking a, a sip of my coffee there. I'm, I'm uh, recording this in the morning from my hotel room here in scorching Boise, Idaho, um, where the Emeralds are playing the Hawks. But, man, that's the only way that you go full-scale rebuild. So, in order to milk what you have out of Mike Trout, let's say they have him for two more years. you got to contend in that window, right, before he hits free agency. That's the thinking. That's the moves that you have to make. And there's no movable assets that the Angels can trade away before the deadline to improve themselves now or down the line, in my opinion. That's certainly not guys that you're comfortable getting rid of, and I, I outlined it in the last episode that I did back on Wednesday this week. So it's contend or die, quite frankly, and and all the while still build up the farm system, which I thought, which I think Billy Epler has done a phenomenal job of um, in the meantime while trying to contend at the big league level all at the same time. What Billy Epler is trying to do is something that pretty much every major league front office 
I'm, I'm sure they they say they do they do to their fans. You want to contend at the big league level while still building up the farm system, but how many actually do that twofold at the same time? I guarantee you, it's not very many. Want to get to your mailbag questions here in a hot second, but first, you want you want to sponsor the show? Know someone that does? Hit me up, lockedonangels at gmail.com. Rates are already reasonable, as you know. Already speaking with you guys, have reached out and inquired. So let's lock something in. Locked on angels at gmail.com. Mailbag questions coming up after these messages. All right. Do have a handful of mailbag questions to get to. The first of which I thought was really interesting. One of our awesome listeners who I always chat with uh, during games or after games, he always uh, gives me his long-winded opinions, which I always appreciate. Um, here we go. Mike at Wireless Chaos has a question. Okay, Pat, I think we can ask this question now. This team had some pretty high expectations in some minds this year. What has been your biggest disappointment? And he makes sure to, to specifically reference from management, timing of moves, players, etc. And this was a tough one, right? Because I immediately thought, you know, man, I wish the Angels at this point now, uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, of course, but with the starting rotation and all the injuries that have befelled them, is that a word? Befelled? Fall? Whatever. The, all the injuries that have racked up in the rotation there, right? I'm thinking, okay, maybe another arm in that bullpen, some sort of innings eater that would have, you know, taken the pressure off of all these young guys like Deck McGuire and Felix Pena pitching in ball games and Jaime Berea still going five or six innings at a time and putting pressure on him to essentially be a number two or three starter in this rotation, which I just don't think he's capable of being. Solid four or five option. Um, but then I look around, you know, what were the major free agent pitchers? across the major league offseason, right? You Darvish was the biggest one, arguably. He's 1-3 with a 4.95 ERA, currently on a rehab stint um, with the Chicago Cubs, diagnosed with the right elbow impingement. So he just would have, you know, continued the trend of pitchers going on the disabled list in the angel rotation. He's been worth negative wins above replacement this season. So no. I know a lot of folks were clamoring for Alex Cobb when he remained unsigned after his stint with the Tampa Bay Rays long into the offseason. What has he done? He is worth has been worth negative 0.7 wins above replacement, 2-10 with a 6.53 ERA for the Baltimore Orioles. Then Lance Lynn was another option, right? Innings eater, going to be solid, give you an ERA in the low fours, hopefully, and just consistently produce. What has he done for a very affordable contract for the Minnesota Twins? Negative 0.4 wins above replacement, 5-7 and seven with a 5.49 ERA in 80 innings pitch. Yeah, he's pitching a lot of innings, but have they been quality? Absolutely not in a very disappointing season for the Minnesota Twins. The only one that I could see is Jake Arrieta, right? He's been 5-6, and 3.54 ERA, and worth 1.2 wins above replacement. At the same time, three-year, $75 million contract for Jake Arrieta, who is currently pitching in his age 32 season, meaning you're paying 25 mil for seasons 33 and 34 after that. Solid stats, but that's a lot of money, and I, I am glad that the Angels aren't tied to that contract. Hopefully, they get to make some moves this offseason. So, you know, as far as disappointment from management, it's not that. Maybe another bullpen piece, right? But then you're looking around at what were the main bullpen options. I know myself, and I, I went on record as saying I wanted the Angels to pick up Greg Holland as his offseason stretched unsigned into spring training he eventually signs with the Cardinals he has a 6.3 ERA in 26 appearances 
a negative 0.8 wins above replacement level. Addison Reed, who was a stealth signing by the Minnesota Twins as well, 1-5 with a 4.28 ERA, not exactly otherworldly. Wade Davis, who was the top relief option possibly on the free agent market, three years, 52 million, 25 saves, yeah, absolutely respectable, but a 4.15 ERA for a guy that's being paid to be the top-of-the-line closer, certainly a top-three closer in the bigs, it's a lot of money. He's entering his age 33 season, meaning ages 34 and 35, you're still paying that premium on it. So as far as my disappointment from management, it's, it's really hard to pick a move that I truly disagree with. I was happy with the Ian Kinsler trade, thought that he was going to, I thought it was a very smart move by Billy Epler, get a one-year short-term deal, and maybe now it's David Fletcher is the second baseman of the future for the Emeralds, and I'd be perfectly okay with that. David Fletcher producing phenomenally, maybe this is his shot. I was very happy with the Zach Cozart signing. I was very happy with Justin Upton being re-upped, as we, as we all were. So what am I disappointed with for management? It, it's hard to say because I'm not disappointed they didn't go out and sign other arms in free agency because none of those have worked out well, in my opinion. You would have maybe liked to see another trade for another piece in that rotation, but at the same time, we all went into the year, nine guys that were supposed to figure into that rotation. And let's not forget, they signed Shohei Otani, the golden goose of this offseason. It just simply hasn't worked out. And that happens. There is no there is no perfect way to build a World Series contender, right? Every move you make, there is a risk. There is a gamble involved. And the risk that the Angels have taken simply have not worked out. And they'll try again this offseason. I don't know if that means they'll go after a big, high-priced free agent. Manny Machado's going to be the big one that's out there. Bryce Harper has been linked. Maybe he plays with Mike Trout. Boy, wouldn't that be something. We'll see, but it's a constant retooling effort. I think the Angels will be in on some starting pitchers this offseason, whether by trade or free agency, but these guys have proven time and again that they can't stay healthy. And when you're banking on that, as Billy Epler was, everyone was seemingly healthy, right? And it just simply did not work out. So I can't say I'm really disappointed in anything that Angels management has done for the most part. It, it It's tough for me to pinpoint anything. Getting into some more questions for your mailbag. Uh, this wasn't a question from at Trey Bergs. Ed asked us, Justin, or it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't a question. Justin Upton is not clutch. I feel like he always has the meaningless home run or goes 0 for 4 with runners in scoring position. Hashtag hot take. And I felt a similar set sentiment, Ed, so I looked it up myself because I was always, I was thinking the same thing. You know, man, it feels like time and time again, Justin Upton not coming through when he needs to. And lo and behold, this season... This is runners in scoring position. Well, it doesn't matter how many outs, not with two outs or anything. Runners in scoring position, Justin Upton this season, 85 at-bats, 14 hits. That's a 165 ERA with 28 RBIs. Yikes. With runners in scoring position and two outs, 194, albeit in just 36 at-bats, so a smaller sample size, but certainly hasn't been there. Despite the 17 homers, 45 RBIs, 250 average, respectable numbers, but... Justin Upton, a little bit of a disappointment this season. No doubt. No doubt, no doubt. So, hashtag hot take? I don't think so, Ed. I think you're just spot on uh, with Justin Upton not being clutch with runners in scoring position. 
Uh, at Blakers M. Vic, besides Trout, do you think any other Angels will get selected as reserves for the All-Star game? Uh, no, quite frankly. Mike Trout will start. He deserves to start. He'll be in center field for the American League. Other than that, position player-wise, the only guys with OPS pluses above 100, which is league average, Justin Upton, who too many good outfielders in the American League, and he's not putting up solid stats enough to back that up. I just mentioned for you where he's been disappointing. Andrelton Simmons was obviously in the running for the shortstop spot, but then he got hurt, and he's been a little slow to recover since coming back from the disabled list, so I think that's taken him out of the running, um, quite frankly. And unfortunately for Andrelton, because he's putting together a solid season, OPS plus at 128. Maybe David Fletcher. No, he hasn't played enough games, but David Fletcher has been phenomenal so far this season. I've, I've been very pleased with watching David Fletcher play baseball for the Angels. Pitching-wise, who's it going to be? Tyler Skaggs on the disabled list. Andrew Heaney, but is he regard with the ERA just under four and he struggled his last few times out? Garrett Richards hurt. Shohei Otani would be the only other option because no one in the bullpen is deserving outside of maybe Blake Parker, but is he an all-star reliever? No. Shohei Otani would be the only one, but again, missed a ton of games, and I don't think he's going to get enough consideration. He would be the only one if Major League Baseball decides to showcase Otani in the All-Star game and create as more of a marketing ploy around the game. But Mike Trout's going to be the only one. Otani maybe, but given the amount of games that he missed, doubtful. When should the Angels cut ties with Pujols? That question comes to us from Brandon at Stewart 5 When should the Angels cut ties with Pujols? Pujols well yeah tough question Albert Pujols hitting 250 12 homers 46 RBIs OPS plus at 91 which at this point for Albert Pujols that is about what we can expect all that we can expect quite frankly he's not going to have you know an age 38 39 40 renaissance he's still on the hook for what is it three more years I believe or is it just two maybe that's wishful thinking on my part quickly looking it up here but I'm pretty sure on the hook for three more seasons after this one um looking at his salaries yeah Jesus Christ three more years 2019 2020 and 2021 where he'll be making a whopping 30 million he makes 27 mil this year up to 28 29 and 30 the next three years when do you cut ties quite frankly you don't I, I don't see Artie Moreno cutting ties with him it would be a baseball business move that would make sense, certainly, but it, it sometimes it's bigger than the game, and I hate to take this route because obviously, yeah, the production is not matching the the salary that his he's making. It hasn't for the entirety of his of his Angels contract. This is a guy that's still racking up the milestones. Albert Pujols, for all intents and purposes, intends on playing. He's a very prideful guy, and I don't doubt him for that. I don't discourage him from from being that guy, but. I don't think the Angels cut ties with him, quite frankly. Should they? Probably, given the production and, again, the money value. But Albert Pujols is one of the greatest baseball players of all time. I don't see them just cutting him and eating that contract because that cap hit is still going to matter when it comes to your payroll situation. Similar to the Josh Hamilton deal when they cut him. But yikes. That's a tough one, man. Very tough for the Angels to deal with moving forward. And hopefully Albert Pujols just retires into the sunset, calls it a career before that contract expires, and and helps everyone involved out. 
at Rio Rick Miranda. We lost to Seattle in the rubber match. It's looking bleak to make the playoffs. What keeps us Angel fans, or you in parentheses, excited or wanting to keep watching? Sorry I sound so down. It's just frustrating. I hear you, Ricky. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. And, and, and Mike at Wireless Chaos has a similar question to close us out here. What would you like to see out of this club for the remainder of the year? I just want to play, see this team play solid baseball. I want to see guys play to their performance level. I want to see Cole Calhoun turn it around. I want to see Ian Kinsler maybe have a good month of July before the trade deadline, and maybe the Angels flip him for a couple of interesting prospects from another team, a contender makes a move for him. I want to see Garrett Richards turn his season around because this offseason is is a critical one for him and the Angels, whether or not to re-sign him and what type of deal that looks like. I want to see Garrett Richards pitch to that ace potential. And that's what I'm looking for. Cole Calhoun, Ian Kinsler, Garrett Richards. I want to see this rotation get healthy and finish the year on a high note. I want to see Shohei Otani stay healthy. And I want to see him on a mound sometime this season. I don't think it's going to happen with the way... How far this team is out of contention now, and given his, you know, the UCL damage, and I don't know how how well it's progressing. We'll get an update in the coming weeks here, but I just want to see this team perform the way we envisioned this offseason because they're more than capable of doing so. A lot of veterans on this roster that have been underperforming, and again, it's just a gamble that didn't pay off for Billy Epler and this front office. That happens, sports. There is no way to construct a perfect team. If everyone knew how to do it, wouldn't everyone be winning? In theory, I know that's impossible, but that's what I want to see. I want to see these guys perform to expectations. And the young guys that get called up, like David Fletcher, I want to see them run away with the opportunity. And David Fletcher is doing that. I want to see them as building blocks for the future. I want to see Griffin Canning on a major league mound sometime later this season, see what he can do, if he's a viable option for the starting rotation next year. Same thing with Jose Suarez. I want to see him get a shot, potentially. Both of them at the AAA level, why not? I want to see Matt, my boy Matt Tace get a shot at the big league level, see what he can do. As you all know, I've long projected him as the 2019 starting first baseman, replacing Luis Valbuena on the roster and Jeffrey Marte and that whole tandem. And hopefully taking at-bats away from Albert Pujols. Maybe that's just back to the Albert Pujols question. Maybe that's the solution moving forward. You're still eating the contract, but maybe the Angels sit him down this offseason like, look, man, we can't play every single day. going to be a tough conversation to have, but it's worth having. I don't know. We'll see. Because if it comes out, right, Albert Pujols, no, man, they won't want me to play every day. That's disrespectful. But that happens as you age, man. You're going into the, your 39th season. I think that's the move, really. Keep him on the roster. Let him mentor the young guys, sort of as an added coach on the staff, more or less. Player coach moving forward. Why not? Those are all the things I'm looking for. And I can find plenty of ways, you know, and I'm going to close with this. I'm going to get real, not high and mighty, but real big picture for you guys in, in terms of life. Sports are an escape for all of us, right? Some of us for a career, you know, myself, I'm part of a minor league front office with the Emeralds. I get to travel on the road, do the radio broadcasts and all that, play-by-play guy. Um, speaking of which, the Ems are 7-14 and 14 right now, so it's not like I'm watching outstanding baseball being played. But, um, you know, sports are the escape for all of us. 
And if we can't find joy in, even in a down season, then I mean, we we got to look inward as to what we're wanting out of sport. I know, and I will be the first or one of the first people to get overly emotional when it comes to sports teams and how they're doing and wins and losses and all that, riding the emotional roller coaster, right, that I start every single episode with. I'll be there right with you guys, emotionally invested in each of my teams. And as much as I like to bitch and whine and complain at times when things are incredibly frustrating as they are now, I still find myself watching each and every time. I still find myself, after cutting out on the radio broadcast with the M's, going through, looking at the tape of every single game, making sure I'm well prepared for this podcast, still have the passion to do this all throughout the season, even with the crazy summer schedule. When my other favorite teams are down, best believe I'm still watching every single game or at least every game I can. Because the low points of of life as a sports fan are what make the high points so damn awesome. And we as Halo fans haven't experienced this for a while. Me personally haven't experienced it for a while with all of my favorite teams. But man, when you reach the pinnacle after all the years of being down... It is going to be so, so glorious. And I hope it comes in the next couple of years with Mike Trout on the roster. It's going to be tough. But let's hold out hope. Why not? What else are you going to do? Be depressed, sports fans? And be super pessimistic about this team? Tough to do, in my opinion. Tough to live that way as a sports fan. It's supposed to be escape. supposed to be supposed to be pleasurable. So it's supposed to be fun. So that's my little soliloquy to end it for you guys on this Friday mailbag. My name's Patrick Zajac. You can find me on Twitter at OtherPatZajac. Most importantly, follow the show at LockedOnAngels. Subscribe, rate, review us, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, wherever podcasts are. You know we're there. I'll be back with you guys on Monday after the weekend. Have an awesome one, guys. Is this 4th of July weekend or was last week 4th of July weekend? I don't know, but I got to get out of here to enjoy my weekend. Take it easy, guys. Peace.